This is a Spudcast, a podcast from Baobalb.org. Yeah, reading for tonight is uh, Psalm 51, verses 1 to 17. And our Gospel reading comes to us from the Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 23, verses 33 and verse 34. The theme of our service this, uh, for Ash Wednesday is Forgive Us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. And so I would like to commence this service for Ash Wednesday tonight with the following question for our reflection. And the question is, what is the fellowship like? Or what is the communion like between nations of the world and God tonight? Or, pardon me. What is the communion or fellow what is the communion or what is the fellowship like between the South African nation and God? Or what is the fellowship like between us and our God? Or what is the fellowship like between God and you? What is the fellowship like between God and me? What is the fellowship like between God and all of us? as the Christian community at this time. Perhaps the world, perhaps our nation, perhaps our family, perhaps ourselves had been driven by our self-will, our selfishness and self-centeredness to such an extent that the world or ourselves had fallen too far from God. The fellowship or communion or relationship between us and God between the world and God is broken. It is fractured. And I would even go as far as to say that it is non-existent and it lies in ruins like splintered glass. And it seems like that it is only God's forgiveness, God cancelling our sin and God's willingness to begin with us and the world anew that can make a full repair of our fellowship, our communion, and our relationship with God. And therefore, the restoration and the repair of our fractured fellowship with God in prayer requires of the world and each person who dwells on earth the fullest inward rightness the largest amends to our behavior and attitude that has caused, our attitude and our behavior that has caused this broken and this fractured relationship between God and us. To restore this broken fellowship will demand more from us. It will require the highest determination to change what we are and what we have become as human beings. It will require from us and the entire world a deep need to do God's will. But this effort, this effort to make the largest amends and transformation of our lives, to be so highly determined to change what we are, what we are and what we as human beings had become, and to commit ourselves to God's will, 
will only be possible through God's forgiveness and the work of the Holy Spirit in the world, through God's forgiveness and the work of the Holy Spirit in our country, through God's forgiveness and the work of the Holy Spirit in our families and even in our personal lives. God alone can restore the world's broken relationship with himself. Our broken relationship with himself. God, can, God alone can restore it. God alone can restore this fractured relationship and fellowship with all people. Only God can restore us to fellowship with himself, although we are responsible for the rift between God and ourselves. And so, sisters and brothers in Christ, in prayer, in God's presence, the world, the nations of the world, and us need to acknowledge how we have resisted God's will for our lives, God's will for us as a nation, and God's will for us personally. And COVID-19 is sweeping across the world to remind us that God is angry and that God desires to make all things new. COVID-19 is here and it is sweeping across the world to remind us how much the world is in need to be made, to be made new by God's redemptive, liberating and forgiving love. In order for us to truly experience God's redemptive, liberating and forgiving love, our nation and the whole world, our families and us personally, will have to go far beyond superficial formal confessions. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. It's not sufficient. To live in a world free of COVID-19. This is a moment in the history of the world that presents us with an opportune moment to get to grips with our interior conditions if we want to live in a world free from COVID-19. This is the a moment in the history of the world that presents us with an opportune moment to get to grips with our sinfulness in a very concrete way. Using this moment to come to grips with our interior condition and our sinfulness is a way in which God wants to restore clarity to the world, a way in which God desires to restore health to the world and health to our interior conditions and our way of living. David was challenged by the prophet Nathan regarding his lust for Bathsheba and his, and his adultery with Bathsheba. David's scheming worked in his favor and Bathsheba's husband was killed in battle. This done, David took Bathsheba into his home and she gave birth to a son. The child died. And now David is before God, acknowledging his sin in the presence of God. He is appealing to God's mercy 
and from inside the core of his being welled up a deep longing to be cleansed, a deep longing to be loved, to be delivered from his sin. And so David said, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast your presence from me, for I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. In his confession, in his seeking God's grace and mercy, David goes to the heart of the matter. He actually is saying, I've committed adultery. And this adultery which I have committed in the scheming of me has caused the death of Bathsheba's husband, all because I have covered my neighbor's wife. David thought he could direct his own destiny and act contrary to the will of God. But he forgot that our origins is in God and our destiny is also in God. Not that we as the world or nations of the world or people who dwells the earth has done any better than David. We also commit definite acts of sin from time to time which we know is contrary to the will of God for us. We lie, we cheat, we steal, we take advantage of others for our own benefit and promotion and pleasure. We grow angry and vengeful. We draw the color line. We put profit before people. We give ourselves to the wrong things in life. We save our best behavior for strangers, but at home we are the most difficult people to live with. We treat people we love and people of other races with discourtesy and disrespect. We get irritated and annoyed, and we don't know what is important and urgent or unimportant and not urgent. We only want our way even if we know that there is a better way. We feel we have no responsibility to the weeping. We feel that we have no responsibility to the poor. We feel that we have no responsibility to the unemployed. We feel that we have no responsibility to the destitute. We don't care about equal distribution of vaccines. We conquer. We exploit, we discriminate, we deliberately keep black professionals out of the economy of our country. We do nothing about the gap between the rich and the poor. And the lists become even more embarrassing when we add our impulse, impulses, when we add our motives, or when we add our selfish desires to the list. Therefore, what shall it profit a man or what shall it profit a woman to gain the whole world and lose his soul and lose his life or lose her soul and lose her life to the world and the evil in the world, <clears throat> pardon me, and to the dark forces of evil in the world? What shall it profit a man or woman to forsake the spiritual, purpose-driven life that God is offering you and that God is offering me and the nations of the world? 
David understood this and therefore David goes to the heart of the matter with a hope to restore his broken and his fractured relationship with God. COVID-19 says to the world today that God is waiting for an honest admission of wrongdoing from you and me, our communities, our nations, the nations of the world, before God will liberate us from COVID-19, who will probably and possibly with us for the next three or four years. Maybe even longer if we refuse to admit our wrongdoing as the world or as peoples of the world. Searchingly and honestly, we should come before our Creator and in God's presence, acknowledging the sin, our sin, that caused a rift, a separation between us and God. In an honest, wholehearted confession to God, we should appeal to God to cleanse us from all sin and from all wrongdoings. And then having been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, having been made clean with this cleanliness and right spirit in our souls, we need to move ahead with the transformation of the deepest elements of our personal being. You may find it is probably and possibly the most difficult journey to embark upon during this time of Holy Land. This is exactly what God calls us to do and call all nations of the world to do. And so Holy Land remains the opportune moment for us and the whole world to confess our sin and to stand before God and honestly admit our sins. Holy Land remains the opportune moment for us and for all the nations of the world to confess our sin and even for the church to stand before God and to confess our sin. And maybe, just maybe, before COVID-19 comes to an end, we may hear the words of Jesus Christ, our high priest, and he speaks to the Father and say to the Father, Father, forgive them as Jesus intercedes for us at the time. May you have a blessed Holy Lent as you look at yourself and as you examine yourself, as you spend time in prayer, as you read the scriptures, as you meditate on the scriptures, and as you commence with your period of fasting. Glory be to God, our liberator, Jesus Christ, our high priest, and the Holy Spirit, our strengthener. Let us join together in prayer. Father, give us today a new measure of your love that along with faith and hope will remain when others sought after things that are gone, that faith and hope and love remain. Help us to find in you and in the self-giving of Jesus such an example as will enable us to forgive those who have sinned against us, to care for those who seem 
undeserving of our time, to go beyond the call of duty in what we do for you and for one another. Above all, at the opportune moment and the right time, may we experience your forgiveness and the salvation from COVID-19. We pray this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. To him with you and the Holy Spirit, one blessed God, be glory and unending praise. Amen.
Baobulb.org is a podcasting platform and a medium for storytelling. This podcast is also available on all the major podcasting apps, including Apple and Google Podcasts. Podcast your life with Baobulb.org.